us to dive in straight on in the short time that we have and look at today's lesson. Today's lesson on day 25, again, one of the most, most fundamental things that is critical to us uh, if we pick this one, Again, our life, you know, just changes it. We start just doing things differently. And I pray this morning we'll be able to pick this one in Jesus' name. And we have a number of scriptures here that we're going to make reference uh, reference to. Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 11. I know we have been declaring that every morning, uh, you know, saying, uh, you know, the, uh, the our best days are ahead. But it's, it's drawn from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope, uh, to give you hope and a, a future. I pray that you declare that verse over your life this morning. That God knows, I know the plans I have for you. You know, plans not to harm you, but plans to prosper you. Plans to give you hope and to give you a future. Do you know that the Lord has got plans to give you a future. Your dream life is ready, is available for you. you, you our Lord wants to give you hope. Are you feeling down, discouraged? Take heart, my sister, take heart, my brother. You know what? Our Lord wants to, he has plans to give you hope and he has plans to give you a future. He wants to prosper you. The Lord does not want to ambush you. He's not planning to kill you. He's, that's not his intention. The enemy is the one who comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But our Lord Jesus, our Lord has got great plans for us uh, this morning. And I will make reference to that scripture as we go on on this whole thing around goal setting, goal setting. Habakkuk chapter 2, verses, uh, verses 2 to 3, Bible says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not, it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Again, very, very powerful. I know during this 30-day challenge, you've seen us telling you, write down your dream life vision, 101 desires forgiveness letters, uh, your dream life manifesto, miracles that you're expecting, people that you need to forgive, things that you need to, um, you know, things that you need to let go. And, you know, we've learned so many things and every single day, it has been always about write something. Yesterday, we were creating self-limiting beliefs. You know, we are saying write down beliefs that are limiting you, things that are not serving you. Then rewrite, reframe, rethink. That was the subject of yesterday. So the whole, you know, 30 days have been a lot about write, do, do this thing. And it comes from Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2, 3, where he says, you know what, write the vision and make it plain on tablets. Write it down, your dream life, paste it, put it on your corridors, put it in your, you know, in your dressing room, put it in your study, put it on your staircase. As you go up, you know, write it down clearly so that it is, you know, for it says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. At the end, it will speak. It will speak. You see it coming to life. It will speak, meaning it will not, it will come to pass. You will see it. It speaks and it will not lie. It says, though it tarries, it says, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Again, that's Abahook chapter 2, verses 2 to 3. Again, another scripture we're going to make reference to. Is this one, uh, Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 8, says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I, again, I, I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in prayer, situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, 
present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. All of us say, amen, amen. I want us to talk about goal, goal, goal setting. Goal setting. You know, your partnership with, you know, you need to partner with God for the miraculous. And part of the things we've learned here in this 30-day challenge is that, you know, God is a partner. You're working with God. Is And you need to know what is your responsibility and what is God's responsibility. You know, because it's a it's a it's a partnership. It's a, we, you know you in this work with God, we are working with Him. It's a partnership. It's a relationship. We are connected with Him, and there's a part that we are responsible, and there's another part that God is responsible. And there's that balance of things that you need to do and things that God does. And when you know how to balance it, when you when you get into the rhythm of knowing what is my part, what is God's part, and you have that balance, that rhythm, you become unstoppable. And that's what I'm talking about here, because goal setting is one of those things which is our responsibility. And by that I mean, for example, if I if I take, let's say you are you know you are a good farmer, and most of us here do some farming, or you know even if it is a small in a small scale. But suppose you are a farmer and you become very spiritual. You 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 are so deep in the things of God. You you become so spiritual. You pray. You you know you fast. You take time to pray. Remember, you are a farmer, but you become so spiritual. You pray. You know how to, you know you you know how to intercede, and you are so close to God, and you spend time to pray. And then the the rains come. Like now we are expecting rains. I don't know how they have come. Uh, you know in in Kenya right now, but rains are supposed to come anytime. Um, and when the rain comes. You don't you don't plant. You are so spiritual that you don't plant, and you are a farmer, um, and you don't plant because you, you you are very spiritual. You are prayed and and you are believing God to, to do a miracle, and you don't plant anything. Um, at at harvest time, when it comes to the time of harvest, what do you think is going to happen? Now you may argue I'm spiritual, and maybe you know God will command the the, the crop from my neighbor to fly and come into my granary. And, you know, maybe that can happen. You know, God is a God of miracles. You know, that may happen. Or he, he, he may command the neighbor to go away and just leave his farm for you so that you can harvest. Um, I don't know. You know, again, so, it, you know, you, you may argue that God can do that miracle. But if you are a farmer and you pray and you don't put seed, you don't put seed on the soil, you are going to, to have a challenge harvesting. And I think this is the, when it comes to, um, you know, to goals, when it comes to setting goals, it is exactly the same thing. The Lord expects us to do some things. After we have prayed, after we have done all these things, he expects us to plant a seed, put the seed in the soil, and then now trust him. Once the seed is in the soil, we can trust him for multiplication. He may multiply that seed from one, it grows hundredfold. He, he can you know, command no insect to come near you. He can do some, you know, the miraculous. But we, as I just like a farmer, 
the, the seed has to go to the ground for the Lord to come in and do something. And many times that, that is where we go wrong. We don't give God something to work with. We don't need, we don't put the, our seed on the ground. We are praying, but we are not putting the seed on the ground. And the Lord is standing there saying, I've heard your prayer. You know, I've heard your prayer, but I'm waiting for you to give me something to work with. I'm waiting for you to give me something that I can work with, that I can multiply, I can do the miraculous. When we don't put seed on the ground, it does not matter how much we pray. If there's no seed, if we don't give God something to work with. And again, this is circumstantial. I don't know what, I've just used the example of the farmer. Um, you know, uh, the, uh, the subject of the farmer here uh, to describe this, but it can be any situation. And the moment God is waiting for us, we do something that he does. Maybe we take one step, he moves us 50 steps. You take two steps, he moves us 100 steps. But it's a, it's a divine dance with God where we are moving in rhythm. We are doing something and the Lord multiplies it. We do it and the Lord multiplies it. And that's just how God works. There's parts where we are responsible and there's a part that uh, the Lord is responsible. And if we don't do our part, God has got nothing to work. And goal setting is one of those things that is so, so powerful. A lot of us go through life without setting goals. The closest we come to setting goals is doing New Year resolutions. We're in the end of the year, you say, oh, I'm, you know, next year I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop doing this. And those are not goals. You know, those are not goals. You need to sit down and have very clearly written goals then the, once you have those goals and you start executing on them, you are giving God something to work to you know you know you know to to, to work you know, to work with. And the most important part, as we as we, as we continue here, is you need to understand how to set these goals um, before you know before the Lord. Now, as we have read, as we set up this goal, let me just jump again to this uh, scripture here in Philippians chapter four, and I want to pick something here. First of all, it's saying, "Rejoice in the Lord always." And that means be happy when we are connected to God and God is flowing in us. We, we are we are happy. And then he says, let your gentleness be known to all. Well, again, when you're connected to God, you know, you are, you know, the gentleness, the, the, you are, you are, the calmness is, is always very, very much evident when you're connected to God. There's a gentleness that comes to people that are born again, that you can take on situations in ways that no man can ever, um, you know, people cannot take. Because there's something in you that you're connected to God. But I want to focus on this other thing where he says, but in every, he said, do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. But he says, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. So if you are here, and I'm really talking about setting goals. Maybe you are in, in, you are in this level this uh, today, and you, you are in level one, and you want to go to level five. So there's that tension because there's a there's a place where you want to go to. You want to move from level one to level five. There's a there's a target. There's a goal that you're setting yourself. What what Philip Paul is right. The Philippians here is saying he said he, there's that tension because there's a place you want to go. There's a goal you want to achieve. There's a, a you know and we've written a lot of those. Maybe you are believing God for a home, or you are believing God for a business, or you are believing God for a job, or you are believing God for something. So there's a there's a place you want to move from here to here, level one, level five. So there's that tension. And Paul here is saying that when it comes to those things, they do not be anxious, but he's saying by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. So he's saying as we pray, as we as, as we pray, see yourself as already in level five, which is where you wanted to go, and look back 
with a thanksgiving heart. So he's saying, when we pray, let us not be anxious, but let's pray with thanksgiving. That means you're believing God for a business. So you go to start moving to the place of the business and thanking God for it. Say, God, thank you for this business. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for the blessings you have bestowed upon me. Thank you. So you are looking back already in level five and looking back with thanksgiving, with gratitude. That's what Paul is sneaking to us here. When it comes to setting goals, setting targets, he's saying, you know what exactly what you want. You know where you want to be able to reach, but go there, then look back with thanksgiving and start thanking God, uh, you know, with a grateful heart, with gratitude for the Lord. I see he has already done it for you. That is a, 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 a secret that, the, that Paul is giving unto us. But again, let's go back to goal setting. Very, very important um, thing in our lives. When it comes to goal setting, the first thing that you need to do is make sure that you set your goals, goals that are measurable, goals that are measurable. If you are, you know, the year 2022, maybe you had resolutions. I don't know which way to, which way to put it through. But anytime we set goals that we want to achieve, they need to be measurable. I want to post to you this morning. What are the goals you are setting for for the year 2022? 2023 is coming. What are the goals? You need to live from a position of goals. When you set goals, make sure they are measurable. You know, don't say, for example, I'm, I'm going to drink more water. You know, what? how will you measure drinking more water? You know, you, you just say, I'm going to drink water. No, no, we say drink five liters of water per day. It is clear. It's five liters per day and it's water. So when you have done it, it's clear you have either done it or not done it because it's a goal that is clear, that is measurable. So when you are setting goals, make sure they are very, very clear, they are measurable. If you say, I'm going to spend, um, you know, you know, I, I'm going to, my goal is to be to spend some time with God. Now, how do you measure spending time with God when the day ends and you are checking how long are you going to spend time with God? What then? What 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 do we say? We say no, no. Spend ten minutes every day connecting with God. So it is ten minutes. You can count from beginning to ten. When the day ends, you either did it or you didn't do it. It's very clear. It's measurable. Um, you know, you go to spend ten minutes in meditation every day. So again, it's very clear. It's measurable. So when we are setting goals in our lives, that's our dream life. We measure the goals that we set are measurable. And many times we Christians, we go through life without setting goals. And when you don't have goals, God has got nothing to work. He's sitting there and saying, give me a seed. Give me something. You know, plant a seed. I'm ready to multiply your crop. But I, there's nothing. You put a goals, put a demand on God. They put, a, you begin to tap into God's anointing, to God's power. So God is saying, you know, give me something to work with my sister. You've been telling me, bless me, bless me, but give me something. Plant a seed. Whatever it is you're believing God for, plant a seed. That seed, the moment you plant it, God is able to multiply, to germinate, he'll do the miraculous. But it's, we have to work with him in this um, in this divine dance, as I would call it. You are, there are things that you are doing, you need to do something, then God does something. Um, very, very important. So you need to set measurable goals. You need to set measurable goals, things that you can be able to measure on a daily on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a yearly basis. For example, we've set ourselves a goal of meeting here every single day, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Kenyan time. It's very clear. It's specific. So we either meet or we don't meet. We know the time. 
We know the hour is very clear, it's measurable. If we don't meet, we'll say, oh, we didn't meet. We know we, did, we, we, know we, we didn't meet. So again, you need to live life with goals. And I want you to look at your dream life vision that you've been writing and start carving out goals. They don't have to be many, but these are things that you write down on the tablet, like Abakuk said, write them down on the corridors, in your notebook, in your Bible, in your bedroom, in your study, so that as you journey through life, you're very clear about what it is you're solving for in Jesus' mighty name. So goals need to be measurable. The second thing about goals that you set them up is that they need to be positive. They need to be positive goals. Don't write them in the opposite. Don't say, I'm going to quit smoking. You know, the, the spiritual world does not know the future. The spiritual world works on now. Don't say, I'm going to quit smoking. Don't say, Raw, I desire to breathe clean air. I'm going to breathe clean air. You know, don't put the goals in, um, in the opposite, in the, in, in, in the opposite. They need to be, um, you know, they, 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 need to be, they need to be positive. Don't write them in the opposite, you know, so that they can be powerful. You can be able to connect. Say, I'm going to breathe clean air. You have, that's, I'm only going to be breathing clean air. Clean hair. When you say I'm going to breathe in clean air, you know, that means you're going to remove away all those, you know, whether it's the smoking, whether it's whatever, whatever it is that's intoxicating, you know, into you know damaging your life. You you, you are setting a goal. Say, I'm only going to be breathing clean air, you know, and that's it. It's a goal, it's positive. Don't write it in the opposite. The other thing about goals is that they need to be clear and they need to be concise and they need to be singular. What you know, what we mean by this, they need to be clear, concise, and singular. That means they need to be clear. So, for example, if you say I'm going to take a slow, um, you know, silent walk um, in the sunshine, I'm going to take a clean, a slow, silent, ten-minute walk outside. Now, if you say I'm going to take a slow, silent walk uh, in the sunshine, what happens if there's no sunshine? So, have you taken a walk or not? There is, because you don't control sunshine. You know, then you don't control the sunshine, so you cannot set, you cannot, um, you, you cannot set a goal that's aligned to something that you don't control, and that's what we mean by it, it needs to be very clear, it needs to be concise, and need to be singular. Don't say I'll, you know, you know, take a slow, silent walk someday. No, no, no. We want it to be clear, clear, clear. If you can't control it, you can't make a goal. On it. Very, very important principle when it comes to setting goals. If you can't control it, don't make a goal on it. You don't control um, the sun. You don't control the weather. You don't control all those things. So don't make goals that are tied to things that you cannot control. Make sure that your goals are tied to things that you can control. Walking is in your power. You can walk. You, you can walk. You can declare the number of time you the, the time you want to take to take. That is something that within your control. You can say, I'm going to take a slow, silent walk, you know, singing, right? You can control singing. You can, you can, that's what I'm going to do. It's in your power. You can control that. So when it comes to a goals, they need to be clear, concise, and singular. Don't put many goals in one, you know, make sure it is a singular goal. I'm going to take a walk, a silent walk, you know, do it. If maybe you're going to say, I'm going to spend some time practicing my, you know, 30 minutes practicing my song on a weekly basis. Again, it's very, very clear. Don't combine many goals into one. It need to be very clear, very concise, very singular, so that there's clarity about what it is that you want to achieve. And then lastly, you want to make sure there's a time limit on your part, where all goals must have a time frame. That's why you hear say, 
you know, within 30 minutes, within three months, within, um, you know, one year, put a time limit on it. And when you're putting time limit, make sure you don't, uh, you don't, uh, don't, 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 don't demand, don't make um, a demand and a deadline on God. God does not work on that. Don't go demanding uh, something from God and giving God a deadline. God, you must, you know, bless me by this date. You know, God doesn't work like that. And that's why whenever we are doing, you'll hear saying, saying, yeah, as soon as, uh, every time we pray or make a, 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 we always say, in Jesus' name, you know, or as the Lord enables me, or as soon as it is perfect. So you are putting all these goals, but you're leaving it to God. You're saying, as soon as it's perfect, as the Lord enables me, as God wills. We are not putting a deadline on God or a demand. We are not robbing him. We are not like, you know, you know, breaking the door into him and say, God, you must do this for me by this date. You know, God doesn't work like that. He, you know, don't put demands and deadlines on God. That's what we always say, as the Lord enables us. And again, as I have said, this whole idea about goal setting, very, very important part of our lives. We need to give God something that he can be able to work with. And in today's exercise, we need you to just take three goals that you can accomplish and control within the next three months, within the next three years, and maybe free of time. You know, write three goals. Things are saying, you know what, within three months, you know, I'm looking forward to being able to do this. Within three years, write it down. And then maybe free of time. There's again, we are working on all this whole dream life, um, you know, manifesto. But you're putting goals and things that are measurable, things that are positive, things that are clear, concise, and singular, and putting a time limit. Then three months, three years, free of time. When we live a goal-driven life, we put a demand on God. When we don't have goals and targets and things that we need, God doesn't have doesn't have something to work to, to work with. The corporate world, they do this every year. You'll hear people sitting down to do the budget for the next year. They'll sit down, they'll budget, they'll make sure they give that budget in various departments. And you are tasked with delivering that part of the budget. Then you'll need to come up with a strategy. And every it is broken down, down. So by the time the company is moving to next year, you know, there's a clear plan. Governments, they do what is called budget sessions. I think in Kenya, it happens in June. I think if it has not changed, where the Minister for Finance comes and says, This is what we're going to do next year. We're going to raise tax by this. We're going to um, you know, start doing this. This is what you're going to do, they articulate the agenda of the government for the next year. It's exactly the same thing with you and I. We have to be goal setters, goal setters. When you set goals, we're giving God something to work with. We, 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 we make a demand on God and we become unstoppable on an ongoing basis. This is day 25 of this 30-day challenge. The point is we need to give God something to work with. And that is setting goals so that when we come in prayer or when we are spending time in fellowship, in whatever, we have got a very clear demand that we are making on God through setting goals that are measurable, positive, clear, and concise, and singular that are got a time limit. And as we do that, we'll become miracle magnets. We start vibrating at a frequency that is different. Our lives unfold and we start seeing things happening in our lives faster than it has ever happened before. We bless the Lord for this time. Again, I'm glad of our brother, I think Cyrus, to lead us from there. And uh, as we just believe God for taking us to a new level in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for being here. Day 25, go in there, set goals, do this workbook, and we look forward to connecting again tomorrow. 